The casting director, a blasé, gayish guy, maybe a decade my senior, pointed a video camera in my direction and took a seat behind an industrial folding table. You're a radio announcer, he said, and your line is, Boar's Head Turkey. So, you want me to say Boar's Head Turkey as though I'm a radio announcer? That's what I just said, except in reverse. Gotcha. I cupped a hand to my ear, the way radio announcers do, and produced my most resonant tone. Boar's Head Turkey. Okay, do it again. A little more gusto this time. Boar's Head Turkey. Again. Maybe I wasn't accentuating the right syllable. Boar's Head Turkey. Again. Boar's Head Turkey. Again. Boar's Head Turkey. Again. Boar's Head Turkey. Again. I was stuck in a sadistic loop with this fucker. He knew I'd never get the part, but he was making me repeat this damn line over and over. I couldn't think of any new ways to say it. I was barely intelligible at this point. It was like that scene at the end of The Miracle Worker when Anne Bancroft gets Patty Duke to say water, but it sounds like whoa, whoa, whoa. I refused to be the first to quit. Boar's head tata. Again. Turgababa. Again. Baha turter. Again. There was a knock at the door, his assistant asking if he was ready for the next auditioner. Yes, send him in. Thank you, Mr. Kelly. You are welcome, I said. I waited years for that commercial to make its way to television, just so I could see who beat me out for the role of self-loathing, turkey-loving radio announcer, but it never aired. While Jennifer opened a bottle of wine and assembled a cheese platter in the kitchen, I perused the magazines on her coffee table. I had already read that week's People and Entertainment Weekly, so I flipped through another I had never heard of, Marie Claire. Opening to a feature story titled, How Many Men Have You Slept With This Week? I was instantly sucked in, so to speak. But I was even more intrigued by the women holding up signs with big, bold numbers like three and zero and one and 27. By the time Jennifer came back to her new sofa, I had gobbled up every word of the article. What is this magazine? I asked. Marie Claire, I like it. It is literally the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen. I need to work there. Uh, okay, she said. Do you mind if I rip out the masthead? Take the whole thing if you want. That's okay. I don't want to be seen carrying this rag around. I tore the masthead containing all the editor's names and the address of the Hearst offices, folded it, and put it into my pocket. We drank wine and talked about men and our careers and the television shows we should write like the one about the gay guy and the straight girl who are best friends living in New York City who have some wacky neighbors and go on crazy dates. There's nothing like it on TV. When Will and Grace premiered the next year, Jennifer was convinced NBC had bugged her apartment. When I returned home, I drafted a letter to the editor-in-chief, Glenda Bailey. Glenda. Glenda. The name floated through my mind like an incantation. Glenda. Glenda. I had never met a Glenda before though I had driven through Glendale once on the way to Disneyland. How exotic Glenda seemed. She would be the woman to change my life, I decided. And so I mentally grouped her with other G names that positively influenced me, like Glinda the Good Witch of the North, 
and Glenn, the first guy I ever made out with. Dear Ms. Bailey, I don't know you and you don't know me. I don't even know anyone who knows you, but I want to be an editor at Marie Claire. I'd like to meet with you, and to make it worth your while, I will come to our meeting with 100 original story ideas for your magazine. My resume is attached. Thank you for your time. Clinton Kelly. Two weeks after mailing it, I received a call. Can I speak to Ms. Kelly? asked the woman on the other end of the line. This is Mr. Kelly. Oh, you're a man. Mostly. Glenda Bailey of Marie Claire asked me to call you. She'd like you to come in for a meeting tomorrow. Tomorrow, I asked. I had been planning on doing my laundry. Yes, can you do first thing in the morning? She's quite busy. Sure, what time is first thing? 8.30. Okay, I'll be there. I hung up the phone and walked three blocks to Bloomingdale's to buy something to wear. I couldn't meet Glenda in Banana Republic khakis and a polo shirt.